0: We we'll have to tell our listeners that if they want to get a copy of mm-hmm. the book of top ten lists, that the best way is, of course, its easiest way is through Amazon. But if you want to get a signed copy, I'd love to, you know, personally sign it and you know inscribe it to whoever orders a copy. You can get it from www.bookoftop10horrorlists.com, and it's ten, the number ten book of top.
1: Hey everybody, this is your host, Vinyl Man Jeb of Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio Podcast. I'm here today with Charles Rosney. three exclamation points, one of the coolest dudes. He runs the Fab Four Fest, and he also used to write for the magazine Good Day Sunshine. He used to ran it as well. Remember, listen closely and learn something new.
0: Hi, this is Terry Draper from Class
1: 2. I'm Ben DeNogheer. I used to be in TD's Fine Club. Hey kids, this is Vip from Star Collector. i Rat Jim Terrell. Josh Bradley. Paul Collins of the NERV breakaways and the beat i'm frankie suragusa and you're tuning into unlikely places pop and rock radio show with final man jeb let's just have a chat, then. you're listening to mad wasp radio hey. hey jeb great to be here yeah finally i know we talked about at your last uh, fab four fest to get you on here and some of the groups as well i got to contact them and get them going because i'd like to you know that was a really fun fest uh yeah. as well so I asked all my guests to start off, kind of ease the conversation about everything is is uh, the same question. I love doing this. Uh, what got you into music?
0: Um, so I always say my first memory in life, you know, I'm a few, a few seconds older than you here, uh, was, was seeing, seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. And then like the next week uh, when they were on again, I, I had a, a Beatles wig on. I had my grandma's ukulele. I was jumping around and lip syncing. It it just, you know, you talk to musicians and they'll tell you, you know, that that changed their life. Uh, It changed my life, even though I'm not a musician.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's still that's awesome. I'd like to hear the other end of things, too, is is, uh, it's really cool that as not a musician, but you're so into music, which I think is so cool. And I wanted to start with I have your press kit open as well. Here with some questions. Uh, You had a magazine called the Good Day Sunshine magazine, which is definitely a Beatles reference. What started with that? And what was that magazine about?
0: Well, so for um, for a while there, I was producing Beetle conventions as opposed to the festivals now, and um, I had tons. I when I say tons, literally uh, hundreds of friends and fans who I was pen paling with because we didn't have email then, <laughs> and so and so you know I, my day was filled by answering letters and sending stamps, and it was it was went on forever. And I thought, well, you know what? If I put together maybe a newsletter and send that out, you know, once a month, a few times a year, whatever. Uh, I'll be able to answer everyone's questions in one place rather than send out, you know, hundreds of um, literally pen pal responses. And um, at the time there were a few really great Beatle fanzines. And there was one that had just kind of stopped or was in hiatus called Strawberry Fields Forever out of Boston. And then there was a Beatle fan, which was still going and is really amazing. And I thought, well, if I could be Somewhere in between those, I would be uh, beyond ecstatic. One was very personal, very fun, very humorous, very, you know, goofy. The other one was very New York Times, you know, the news, the the articles, the strip. I wanted to be in between those with my personality. And so we launched Good Day Sunshine um, from, uh, I I originally wanted to call it Dig It, because that was also a Beatles title, but but less, you know, less uh, Beatle-centric. uh, however, there was a Beetle fanzine that I heard was was folding up and going out of business called Good Day Sunshine, and I contacted the girl Rosita Rodriguez. She was out of Puerto Rico. I said, you know what? Rather than you fold, I'll take over the name. I'll change the format. I'll take your subscribers and I'll honor your subscription, just because I thought, wow, that would give me a great big base of subscribers. Well, it turned out she had 16 subscribers in the world, and uh, you know. Before I knew it, you know, Good Day Sunshine was up was get you know the readership was up to five thousand subscribers. We were in every Barnes and Nobles and and all the Borders books and Walden books and all the bookstores and Tower Records at the time. So you know we were publishing like ten thousand every other month, and I was like, oh my god, this this consume me. You know, here I am producing conventions, producing tours. I'm a DJ, you know, by trade. I'm emceeing. I'm doing parties. I'm taking care of my elderly parents. And also literally putting out, what, 80 pages? Uh, I'm putting out like a book six times a year every other month. And it was was a labor of love, but it lasted about 20 years. And then the internet hit. And I figured, you know what? (laughs) If people want to see this stuff, they can get it online. And it was time to step back from the thing that took most of my time but i loved it when it was around good day sunshine was very special
1: it's fun that it's like on forms that they have like the same forms like deep in the internet i just found good day sunshine like about how like the whole process was and everything it's just so cool it says here like as good day sunshine member subscriber you get five giant issues typically 80 pages
0: each wow
1: well
0: so so it was actually you know why it was five issues? Because once a year we would do an audio edition. So it was five, five printed issues, plus the Christmas issue was an audio edition that um, Bill Last, Beatles archivist, um, and him and I would would get together and play rare tracks that no one in the world had heard that we had access to. So it was pretty special. You know, it was kind of a gray area because here we were sending copies, you know, to Paul and to George and to Ringo. And thinking, oh, I hope they read these, and I hope they love them. But you know, whenever the audio edition came out, oh no, we wouldn't send that because we don't get in trouble.
1: Yeah, you know, because it's it's deep, deep. Yeah, you, you send the, the written form because the written form is fine. But yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's so much fun. Um, definitely love doing this show, and and I love. Uh, you know, changing up a bit. Which is this is the first time I think I'm interviewing someone that isn't a musician. And if I'm wrong, wow! But a music lover yourself is amazing. So I love it.
0: And truth be told, I played Davy Jones in Monkey Mania, where I was the where I was the lead singer. Uh, had to play a little bass and certainly rock the maracas and tambourines. You know, quasi Cl- musician. <laughs>
1: I just want to, you know, I wanted to ask you this. Like, this is a very tough question. This might be something you may be like, I'm never going to be able to answer this. But do you have a favorite era of the Beatles or a favorite album that you seem to go to more than the
0: other Beatles albums? Oh, that's a great question. So i always go into the bootlegs and the more obscure stuff. Uh, for me to put on, um, you know, Revolver or the White, it just doesn't happen. And the fact that I live and breathe Beatles so many times of the year, you know, for a week or two, I'm in Liverpool and it's 24 seven Beatles. So, um, you know, it's not like, oh, oh, well, yeah, it's time to hear uh, Andrew Bird Consent. I love it, but I don't need to hear it. I'll need to, I'd love to hear alternate versions of them. So those are my go-tos more than anything else is, you know, the, the rare tracks, the deep cuts,
1: and that's Badfinger for me because I'm such obsessed with Badfinger that it's like yeah. I don't listen to the albums too much. I'm listening to, like, Without You, um, Japanese release of all the demos and outtakes from Top of the Pops and stuff because I'm just i so yes. into them. Yeah, it's like I've already known. I'll still, you know, if they come on, I'm enjoying it. And, I, I re, and I'm i recently picking up, like, the Japanese issue CDs because they're collectible. And also the pressings are a little different. You can hear the sound a little different. And it's, uh, it's always, pretty cool.
0: Right. There's always uh, different, you know, masterings of them.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, you've met so many cool folks. I mean, I've seen you with uh, Mickey Dolens, all these really cool folks. Uh, do you have anyone? I know this is like a tough one. You might get you might get somebody coming after you. Why well, wasn't your favorite? But uh, do you have anybody that you have like a crazy story behind meeting, or any cool stories behind like a singular person or a couple
0: that you've met? Well, you know, the first time meeting, um, I met Peter Torque because he was a guest at my monkeys convention in the early '80s. But I, I hung out with the guys in '86 because I was I booked myself into the Concord Hotel in the Catskills where they were rehearsing for their reunion. And that was, uh, you know, a real coup on my part. You know, if, if you book into the hotel and you're there all week, well, you're going to run into them. You're going to hang out with them. We we wound up, you know, eating dinner with the guys, playing softball with them. So that was pretty special for me, never thinking that I would ever, you know, uh, have close encounters of that level with Beatles. But, of course, in 89, um, I did get to meet Paul McCartney for the first time. And that's got to be the most.
1: I'm seeing him in June. As you were like, you have to go. Well, my dad, my dad surprised me. He goes, you're going. He goes, we're going. So we saw the Stones a couple years back. He goes, I got, I got, I got it. We're gonna go to Syracuse and go see. Uh, so hopefully, I'll be able to make Paul uh, meet Paul Davey because he's doing the whole thing there too for the Syracuse Beatles, beatles cues, I should say. Right. Um. So excited to to finally meet him as well since I've been in communication with him for a while just to get Joey on the show as well. Yes. Um. So it's been really cool to finally you know full circle the effects and been friends with you for a while and uh been excited to f- finally go to one of the fab four fest which is my next question when did yeah. the fab four fest start was that originally like way back before the magazine or is this more of a common now place
0: no so the order the order of things was i started doing the beetle conventions in 78 i started doing the magazine in 80 i started doing my beetle tours to liverpool in 83 um that's kind of the order of things but the conventions um peaked like in the mid 80s, where we're getting, you know, five to 10,000 people per show. In 84, we did one in Miami that drew like 50,000 people. It was insane. (laughs) You can't even imagine that. You know, when I thought, well, you know, so many of the Beatle guests, I've had them all, and and most of them are either too old or passing away, you know. So I thought, it was what a convention is about. It's about getting great guests, and it's about the vendors and the memorabilia. Well, you can get all the memorabilia on eBay and on Mercari and you know, all the sites you know the, the this guy, you can get them everywhere for the guests there weren't a lot of, so i thought you know what it's the beatles is all about the music let's shift from the conventions to the festivals and my last two real conventions were in nine, uh, 2009 and 2010 i did like two you know, goodbye conventions to show kind of my kids what dad used to do and how the conventions ran. And then it shifted to the festivals because um rather than, you know, have one band, well, now we have 10 bands and each band is, is playing different eras of their music, solo stuff, melodies. it's just so special and so different. And I think it's more you know multi-generational it's that outdoor festival type yeah atmosphere.
1: and it's uh very interesting to like have you know the different bands come up and you go oh i know that band but i didn't know they did beatles covers and it's like yeah, and they, right. they do their own spin on the songs and it's amazing right. too and really i really cool. liked zilch i i was because i it was so cool to have something that wasn't beatles but very beatles related which is the monkeys of course yeah. and it was zilch was awesome there were a lot of really good groups that day and it was just so much fun uh you know there you know even meeting the fake paul McCartney. Me, my friend Mike.
0: <laughs> oh, Mike Miller's the my, best.
1: Oh, yeah. I loved, I actually looked up his uh, time on uh, Kimmel, I believe, or it was it Foul? And I can't, remember, I always get the two, there's two Jimmys on late night and it kills me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I loved seeing uh, his clips there. Uh, very cool. And, um, you know, and it's just cool that your first book isn't Beatles related. I am very intrigued here. Uh, so let's we'll get right into that because that's exactly yeah. what we're, we're here for. But I wanted to definitely, you know, explain you uh, so people know that this is actually kind of a cool debut is not a Beatles. Like people expect you to do the Beatles, you know, right. and uh, really exciting. Your first book is called The Book of Top Ten Horrors Lists. So uh, how
0: did this come about? Well, people always said, "When are you going to do your Beatles book? When are you going to write a thing about all your Beatles guests?" Blah blah blah. And I said, "Wow." So for how many years was I doing Good Day Sunshine? In my brain, I was putting out a, a book every other month. I was putting out six books a year, and I said, "I never would do a book. I know how much goes into it." But then you know the the um, pandemic hit, and I said, "You know, I, I'm not DJing. I'm not producing festivals. I'm not doing the tours." Sheb, I'm not doing anything I do, and I've got to do something. My creative juices were flowing. Well, for a while there, you know, along with the Beatle tours, I also do Dracula tours to Transylvania, and I'm a big big horror geek. I really love the monster stuff, the Universal, all the classic stuff. And I thought back then – a good way to keep in touch with fans, unlike Good Day Sunshine, which was printed. Well, now there's the internet. So I started something called National Horror Happenings, and we would do a daily update, whether it was a, a review, a review of, a, of an old monster movie I saw or a preview of a horror movie coming out, whatever it was a tidbit. And then somewhere down the road, I don't know, but I got a top 10 list. Of somebody's favorite top tens, and now, mind you, as you know, I know all these, you know, rock and rollers, actors, you know, celebrities. So I started actually pursuing them and saying, "Hey, what's your favorite top ten? You know, horror movies." And I would be getting these amazing lists from the coolest and it's something
1: different because they don't expect it they're not expecting the like something that's not oh you're not asking me about my music oh cool you know it's something
0: different yeah of course and they loved it and you know and some of them gave me the most amazing lists well when the again um here we are isolating you know we don't want to catch covid so i'm up late and i'm finding that i've had 80 about 80 of these lists and i'm thinking wow you know if i get like 20 more i can put out a book of a hundred of them and sure enough, it, I just wrote to a handful of people who were friends and said, hey, here's, you know, here's what I got. I want to, would you, and and it was like, they came in like that. It was really awesome. Um, so I thought, well, you know, I have enough Beatle friends and Beatle people. I have to include, I have to make there some Beatle content. And sure enough, there's, there's nine Beatle chapters in there, There's nine lists that are connected to the Beatles. So a tenth of the book is somehow Beatles, but The great joy is that it's, you know, a book of horror lists, but it's not so much a horror book as much as a celebrity book. Because you're getting all these celebrities and rock stars giving their favorite horror yeah, things. Here, I'm
1: looking at the list. Here, you got Gary Puckett, who I just saw live with Happy Together tour at Oakdale, which was yeah. awesome. That was my first show. I got to work, so it meant a lot because that's my music. That is like so cool that it tied together for me. Oh, you even have uh, Mitch uh, Schechter of the Ripcordz too. Uh, very yeah. cool. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Uh, Ron Dante of the Archies. Of uh, you know Vanilla Fudge's uh, Vince uh, Martell oh, there awesome. too. Yeah, this is awesome. A lot of cool. It's a Dennis Dunaway. All right, met him too. So this is really cool. And yes. then Mickey Nolan's of the Monkeys, uh, Gloria Gaynor. Uh, wow, there's a lot of really
0: cool ones here. Gloria Gaynor is a fun one because you know her <laughs> biggest was "I Will Survive," and in my intro to her, I go, "Well, that could have been the title of every Lost in the Woods." I try to tie in like funny intros that would, you know, make it more cohesive and reasons why they're in there. See, every book isn't just a list. Every, I mean, every chapter isn't just a list. What you get is the bio that I've written that, you know, hopefully ties in as to why they're in the book. Uh, a great photo of them, of the artist who's given me the, uh, the list. The list with reasons why, you know, only a handful of people like Pete Best from the Beatles and Gloria Gaynor did I really let, you know, just give me a list without give reasons. But 99% of the ones in there. Yeah, you want it like, to be
1: effort. You know, the effort yeah, yeah, they gave, yeah. they gave
0: me notes as to why. And then I would let's say someone picked, I don't know, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses or whatever film I would try to get, uh, you know, a still from that film. And include it in the article so you got a really each each one of the hundred um chapters it's pretty special and then you know you mention all those rock people but people go through the book and they go oh my god i forgot about this person or oh i love this person and they want to see what they chose as their favorite horror and, and then they
1: stuff. might what might be cool too as a fan of some of these they might go oh my god i love that movie too and it's so it makes it definitely is like the fans eyes which I love that's why I do this I definitely do this show for a reason and the reason is is uh, you know I love interviewing guests that you know come on and then they make the best part of it is it's if it's fun for me of course I'm I'm interviewing people that I really look up to and also people that are newer but I really enjoy um, like the interview I did with Matthew cause yesterday which will be up before this one so they'll be like oh it was right next to each other but they're months apart (laughs) weeks apart but uh, I interviewed with Matthew yesterday uh, not to surf. And I was just really inspired. But he said a lot of things that could help a lot of people nowadays. And I think that's just so cool as a fan's eye that I'm also I'm not like sitting there going, I just want the scoop. I'm seeing this as a fan. And I'm seeing cool. this as something where I love their music it helps me get through stuff. I want to know why they wrote this, you know, I want to yes. know little things there and there. So I feel like that's with you with you with It's a cool idea to have a book like this. And then yeah. to have something where they're like, "Oh my god, I watched the same movie," and it's like that's pretty cool. I mean, you have William Shatner in here too, which is really oh. cool. I just I just watched his uh, celebrity roast. That was very interesting with yeah. um with uh, uh George from uh. Kirk there's a real name there Costanza from Seinfeld but it's um it's
0: so easy to uh, yeah it's so easy to make him
1: George but uh it's uh it's uh Jason Alexander there we go Jason there we go but it was right. so funny to watch him get roasted but at the same time I was like damn the, the freaking they really roasted George Takei more than they roasted him I, but it was uh, it was interesting but that's got to be cool um I mean a friend of mine John Hour of the Posies worked with William Shatner on his uh has-been album so oh. there's a, that's a really cool connection there. Um, well, Shatner's so, yeah. the
0: only, the only um, person and the only representative uh, artist who got two chapters in the book. I thought, I thought he was like, you know, such a score, such a coup for getting him in the book that not only did I list his favorite top tens, but I also wrote my own favorite top 10 William Shatner genre roles because he's been... He was in the Devil's Reign. He was in Empire. He was in you know Terra Thirty uh, Seventh Twilight. He was Zone. also in that
1: cop show too, if I'm not mistaken. I forget no, the so name. Uh,
0: T.J. Hooker. T.J. Yeah.
1: Hooker. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That didn't make the look because it wasn't really a horror theme. But um, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I do a weekend show. There's a something called Monkey Mania Radio. Ooh an all monkeys channel on live365.com and okay. I do the weekend I do the weekend interview show. So whereas you get to interview you know cool guests from all you know from every aspect, I try to get you know people who have any kind of monkeys connection. And that's that's been that's been a fun ride. Yeah, because you know we're talking to people like Bo Donaldson of, of and the Haywoods and Gary Putt, you know, they're they tell me their monkey uh, stories and it's really- yeah, so as a
1: fan you're like ah, I could share mine with this other person who's like huge too you know
0: no, and it's what you said before you know sometimes sometimes certain people are asked the same things over and over about their music about their career so when they can share maybe a a, a horror top 10 list or then talk about we talk about a different group who they're friends with or played with. They kind of like that. You know, it, it, it's just a change. of it's, pace. A,
1: it's a change of pace. And I was thinking about that for my show at some point, start interviewing actors and actresses about their music taste. Like I'm right now working on trying to get Ryan Roxy on who works with Alice Cooper so that I could somehow get Johnny Depp on at some point so I could talk to him about that. his music. But also, you know, mention his movies at the end, but I really want to know his music. I would love to get Tom Kenny on to talk about music, but then bring up Spongebob towards the end. You know, there's such cool ideas that could be happened when you make them think outside the box that isn't their usual pace, which I love. And I respect that big time. That's awesome. That's really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: so I'm always uh, always around. You're welcome to come co-host an episode of Unlikely Places anytime. I would love yeah. to have a, a nice Beatles monkeys. I would be I would be heaven then, and I'd love to have you on. Um, but thank you for coming on. Well, oh, actually, it's this is a perfect size one that I could throw this whole episode into uh, on air, so I could throw it right on for you. Um, we'll throw yeah. it right at the end of the second hour or something like that, and I'll play some Beatles and monkeys around it because I'll be happy.
0: <laughs> we, we have to tell our listeners that if they want to get a copy of. Mm-hmm. The book of top ten lists that the best way is, of course, it's easiest way is through Amazon. But if you want to get a signed copy, I'd love to, you know, personally sign it and you know inscribe it to whoever orders a copy. You can get it from wwwbookoftop 10 horrorlists.com and it's 10 the number 10. Book of Top Ten Horrorlists.com. Mm-hmm. Tuned into Mad Wasp Radio, so don't forget where you are,
1: don't change that dial.